Start your day with the Slumberland Furniture Studio. This is 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. 744 at 953. The Packers coming off the bye week, and we bring our Packers guy, Jason Wildy, brought to you by the Bayside Supper Club. Uh, they are open Thursdays from 5 till 830. You can have their famous chicken and rib combo, 10 ounce prime rib, or their Thursday shrimp special, as well as the full regular menu tonight. All you can eat chicken and fish seafood buffet from 430 till 9. Saturday is prime rib, shrimp, seafood buffet from 5 till 830, and Sunday brunch. Every Sunday from 10.30 till 1.30. Book your weddings, anniversaries, company events, Christmas parties now. Also, Columbus Family Dental. Sherry? Uh, I just want to mention, too, that uh, Bayside is closed to the public this Saturday and next Saturday. So next two Saturdays, they have events going on. Correct. Which could be, is it yours, Sherry? Is it like a, uh, is it like a uh, shower of any kind? No, wait, it's not a oh. shower. Well, if it would have been Jason Wildey would have been invited, wouldn't it be? Oh, for sure. Jason, how are you doing today? All right, so they're closed next Saturday for the wedding shower and then the following Saturday for the wedding reception with Lenny. This yes? Saturday and next Saturday, yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, by the way, Richard Marks, yeah. how did I manage to call it that Wade told me that that's who was playing as we were starting? I got don't mean nothing. I could have gone with Angelina. I could have gone uh, with... Like he's got, he has like, what twenty hits? He's got a ton of great songs, but I got the right one. Yeah, it so been, thanks for that lead-in. Right here, sure. waiting. Don't mean nothing. You know, I mean, you have you have all of them. I know it's kind of just like Michael Bolton. Uh, Sherry likes them all. I cannot stand Richard Marks. Sorry. Why not? Endless summer nights. Angelina, that's another one. None of them. Yeah. Michael Bolton either. Ugh. Hey, somehow we were talking, Sherry, about weddings and what you got your wedding party or your wedding people there. So you're going to be planning a wedding soon. Your Jason did. I told I told him we thought bobbleheads at my wedding. He goes, I did bobbleheads. He sent me a picture of of, of, of the bobblehead from the Wildy wedding reception. At first, I thought it, it looks like if you put red hair on there. It would be Conan O'Brien and Taylor Swift. That's what I'm deciding uh, that your bobblehead looks like, Jason. Wow. Uh, I'll let Paula know that uh, that she drew that comp. We, we did. I, I, the girls are amazed by this story, but we, Paula and I saw Taylor Swift uh, in concert before she was like Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, she she opened at Summerfest at the AmFam Theater uh, for Rascal Flatts. <laughs> Wow. And I remember going there, and there were all these young girls screaming their heads off while this girl, who I had no idea who she was, was the opening act. And now to look back, the girls are impressed that we saw her before she was a star. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be honest, when I went and saw her, I didn't know who the hell she was. So, Mm -hmm. um, now, at a cost a lot less than if the girls want to go. We're going to see the movie (laughs) next Friday. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not. Jason will be dancing <laughs> dancing up in front of the theater. He'll be dancing with all the kids. I've got the moves, no doubt about it. Oh, I'm sure. November 2nd, 2024, I'll be at Taylor Swift in Indianapolis. So. You could have gotten, really? yeah, no. gotten away with just going to the movie, well, Wade. We got it, we got now, it. You gotta, now you're yeah, stuck. We got in the queue and we got our tickets, so we'll be there in a uh, year and... About 55 weeks. The kids are counting down. They have their outfits. They have the advent calendar-like wow. thing. So, uh, yeah, they already have their outfits, and they have a thing on the fridge that counts down the days. 
What did that cost you? Uh, we we got actually got through the queue, and but there's four tickets and five people in our family, and so we got them. Uh, the tickets are about two hundred each with taxes, like twelve hundred. But to get that fifth ticket was going to be twenty seven hundred dollars. But uh, luckily, my friend whose husband is a hockey coach realized he already has a game that night. So I got her ticket for face value. So we have five. I'm going to be sitting with three intoxicated women, and uh, <laughs> my family will be sitting in another section. So, so yeah. Well, sounds like you got the better of that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so we got, you know, so we'll, we'll be there. But I told her, my kids, I jokingly said this, and then she met Travis Kelsey. I said, she'll probably meet some guy and get pregnant, and then she'll cancel the show. And all of a sudden, Kelsey's in the fold now. Wow. So, that took a turn I wasn't expecting. Yeah, no, no, because they're all worried now that she's going to, they're like, they see all these TikToks of the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and like, Dad, how, how serious are they? Like, I don't, it doesn't have to be serious, you know. To, but I'm I don't, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't so, want to cast any aspersions, okay. but given uh, her it's, it's track record yeah. and the amount of, uh, Material for her songs that her relationships have generated over the years. I think they're probably fine. okay. Switching to football yeah. a little bit, Jason. But I'm going to ask you one Taylor Swift related question. If Taylor Swift, let's say, would be dating Jordan Love as a, as a Packers reporter, how would you be trying to handle that because of the pop culture and just the buzz around a, a franchise? How do you handle that? Oh, I'd be all over that. Yeah. No doubt about it. I'd be, I'd be asking Taylor Swift related questions every week in his locker. <laughs> okay. What do you think of? Uh, what do you think of "Delicate"? That's one of my favorite songs she does. And, and are you? T- is she taking a delicate approach to your relationship? Um, no, but I will say this: I am fascinated because, and and we've done some advanced scouting on this. Um, the Chiefs play here. Yeah. On December third. Mm-hmm. And I believe that her, I think she's like doing some European touring yeah. now. I don't know. I guess I defer to you as the resident Swifty who actually has tickets for uh. a year and change away from now. But I think there's a chance she could be a Lambo <sighs> if they're still together by December 3rd. Okay. So, <laughs> exactly. If. Could you see her in, sitting in Mark Murphy's booth and have that conversation that would be having in that box? Yeah, I'm sure that wouldn't be awkward at all. <laughs> uh, I, I'm kind of worried the Packers go to Denver, who's obviously not very good. Not very but, good. but uh how much pressure is on the Packers here? To, they, they, they have to win this game, don't they? Well, so that's funny because I was just talking uh, with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chimura on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning, and they were making the same argument that this is like a must-win game. And my my retort to them was, I don't think there's such a thing as a must-win game this season. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I understand um, that, you know, we don't – Packers fans do not want to sit and watch this team struggle week in and week out to score points or their defense to be as inconsistent as it's been. But, like, I just keep going back to this. When people – what's the old saying? When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Like – Goody and LaFleur, if you were paying attention during the summer, they both talked about this team. While they refused to use the word rebuilding, and Goody like went out of his way to try and tamp that down when he was talking on one of the preseason broadcasts, Like when they're talking about the importance of the process over results, like 
that's what rebuilding is. And, like, I spent some time with Luke Musgrave yesterday, who I really enjoyed talking with. But, like, you know, he's I, he's got the potential to be a damn good player, right? He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's athletic. Like, there's a lot to like about him. And we all saw Lafleur during last Monday night's game, which seems like forever ago, by the way, um, get after him after he ran the wrong route on, on third down on the opening drive. And, yes, he actually ended up being open, but he wasn't expected to be where he was, so Jordan Love didn't throw him the ball. But it completely short-circuited a pretty crucial play. And that's the kind of stuff that no matter how much talent and potential you have happens initially as you're learning how to play this play at the NFL level. And they've got a bunch of guys that fall under that category. Now, they don't have as many on defense. And to me, this is a must-improve game for the defense. Like, Joe Barry was talking earlier this week about how they can't find consistency defensively. And he literally said, we have a good game, we have a bad game. We have a good game, we have a bad game. Which I appreciated him acknowledging how many bad games his defense has had. But to me, the thing that needs to happen, you know, win, lose, or draw, the thing that needs to happen is their defense has to put together two consecutive good performances. They played well enough to win on that side of the ball against the Raiders. You hold that offense to 17 points with the two outstanding players, a great running back and a great wide receiver. Uh, that's an accomplishment. I don't care what you think of Jimmy G or the other pieces that they have or the coach uh, of the Raiders, who I don't think is very good, and Josh McDaniels. I, I, they need to put together another game like that. And if the defense doesn't, then I think we can have a conversation about, you know, what is it with this defense that they just can't seem to string good performances together? Sherry, do you have any questions for Jason? No. Okay, Jason. Uh, wait, no, wait, what, wait, how long have we been doing this? Now? What, are, what are your plans this weekend? What you up to? <laughs> you're really, you're really something. You know that you're something. I just asked you a question. You, you technically you did. So, uh, and you have told me in the past yeah. later today. Okay, yeah. see that's fun. You have told me in the past that my questions don't have to be football related. They don't have to be. But you said you didn't say. What are your plans this weekend? When when Gabe when Gabe when Wade asked you if you had any questions, what did you say? I said no, but I quickly followed ah, up with an actual question. Ah, so, and I and I learned that you're going to an apple orchard. I love apple orchards. What's your favorite apple? Who doesn't? Uh, I, you know, I'm a pink lady. No, uh, I am a, I am a honey crisp guy. Love honey, the honey crisps are the best. They crisps. really are. Yep, they Jason. Really are. The reason I asked you about must win was because Wade I, is exasperated. No, I, it's fine. I love Sherry. I love Sherry. It's 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 the, it's the glow of the love in her eyes and in her cheeks. Um, the, the the question. No, the reason I ask you this was to win, Jason. I look at it as okay. You win. You know, you always said ah, maybe they can get to eight nine wins and you know eight wins and they maybe sneak into the playoffs. I think sitting at three and three as a Packer fan, you can still have those those expectations of possibility. But if you go to two and four, it's like, okay, would you rather have this team just bottom out and get a better draft pick? I mean, because digging out of a two and four hole with the team they have is, is, is going to be harder than maybe some of the teams that the Packers have had in the past. Do you agree with that or not? I don't agree with okay, that. Okay, And good. usually I do agree with you uh, because 
there's a lot of teams that suck in this league. That is true, yes. And so even if you lose this game, there's a lot of other teams that aren't very good that are still left on the schedule. And so to me, I don't I don't think it's going to be hard to recover. And, and I think, you know, again, as they go through this process of learning how to win and learning how to play at this level and Jordan Love learning to be consistent, you know, They've still got after today, they'll or after this week, they'll still have eleven more games. There's a lot that can happen in that time, and so uh, yes, would you? Obviously, you're right. You would like to be at three and three, and be able to say, "All right, we're we're heading in the right direction. We still have plenty of flaws, and we're still going to have plenty of games where we don't play well." But you know, we've got we've had some success after losing three of our last four. We had a game where we could say, hey, it, the Bears aren't the only team that we really stuck it to, right? So I, I agree with your premise, but my point is simply there's just so many bad teams, especially in the NFC. But you look at the schedule, and while I think it gets a little bit tougher, uh, there's still plenty of duds on this roster, uh, on this schedule. So I, I don't think it's the end of the world if they lose, but... Certainly, the, the Broncos are bad, and and you certainly want a, a team coming off of a bye. Like, there's nothing worse than losing both going into the bye and then losing coming out of the bye. Like, yeah, that's that's tough. And maybe these young guys, maybe they're not going to be phased by that, and they're all trusting the process and whatever else. But I, I agree with your sentiment, but I don't think you can classify it as must win. Sherry, you can have the last question today. Okay. Um, so um, why does it seem like A.J. <laughs> Dillon has disappeared? Yeah. Wow. Now, wait a minute. Where did that come from? It's just something I've noticed. She Googled it. No, I did not Google it. Look, my computer's dark. Oh. Um, no, I, I really I really noticed it, and I've just wondered what, what happened there. Yeah. Uh, he has. He is definitely... Struggled. Now, I don't think it's all him. Uh, you know, they've had some issues on the offensive line, and uh, I don't think that while Aaron Jones was out, they did a particularly stellar job of blocking for A.J. Dillon, so I think that's part of it. Um, he talked at his locker yesterday. I think he's you know, kind of frustrated, and not about you specifically, but I think there's a lot of people that kind of feel like you, and he's he said he's not listening to that, and if you're not my wife or my son, I don't really care what you think, which I thought was an interesting way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bottom line is is that, yeah, he's – and it's a critical year for him. Like, he's a free he agent is. after this season. So it's – um, he has struggled. Like, and, and when you average you – know, he was averaging 2.7 yards per carry going into the Raiders game, and he came out having increased that number. He ran 20 times for 76 yards, which still is not all that impressive, but it at least got that number up slightly, so he seems to be trending at least in a somewhat positive direction, but it's a great observation. See, this is why I want you to contribute. That you know, And, and look, we don't know what Aaron Jones' status is going to be. There's, there's this feeling that he's going to play this week, but he did not flat out say, yeah, I'm good to go. So we're still kind of in a holding pattern on him as well, and 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 if he's able to go, how much is he going to go? So this team needs A.J. Dillon and a much better version of A.J. Dillon, and I think A.J.'s working and, and hoping 
to deliver that, but it is going to be a process for him as well to kind of find his footing again, and we're all kind of waiting and seeing if he's able to do it. Jason, what's going to happen on Sunday? Are they going to get it done? Are going to be flying home from Mile High City uh, feeling good? Uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't want to say uh, because then I'd be feeding into your must-win uh, <laughs> mentality over there, Wade, but this does feel like a game that y- y- you need to win it. Like, there's a, there's a lot of good that would come from going on the road. I don't care how bad we may think the Broncos are, and certainly that 70-point game they gave up uh, skewed their numbers and makes you think they're probably worse than they actually are. But, yeah, this is, this is the kind of game where um, it, could, it could really help a young team kind of get its mojo back if they can go there and win. Yeah, there's a sentiment, too, in the NFL that the team that needs to win it more sometimes, a lot of times, does actually win the football game. So we'll wait and see. Jason, well, we, I, yeah? I, I, on the flip side of that, though, like, and, and this was funny, in the press conference earlier in the week, somebody said, you know, basically the same sentiment, and, and he said, this is a one-win team that you're facing. And LaFleur, without kind of skipping a beat, said, well, we're a two-win team. <laughs> like, so both, both teams kind of need to win this game, but, like, both teams are in kind of uh, somewhat dire straits. So I'm not sure that just because the Packers are the team that we more closely follow, uh, I'm not sure they need to win this game more than the Broncos do. I mean, the Broncos have beaten one team, and that's the Bears. The Packers were a field goal away from uh, a missed field goal by the Saints kicker away from having only beaten one team, and that being the Bears. So uh, this this could be a pretty even matchup, and we'll see what Mr. Unlimited uh, Russell Wilson can do in it. Well, Jason, we kept you long. Make sure you file for overtime pay from, uh, from uh, payroll, and uh, appreciate the time. Uh, I will take that in uh, Fox Brothers Piggly Wiggly gift cards from you two. So that'll work out well for all of us. Done. Have awesome. a great have a great day, Jason. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. Jason Wilde, our Packers guy, brought to you by the Bayside Supper Club and Columbus Family Dental. Uh, Jason always has great insight, and uh, uh, hopefully the Packers can get it done, Sherry. Um, yeah. 325, <laughs> the kickoff, uh, 1 o'clock, the pregame show on 95.3 WBEV. Hi, this is Dr. Adam Forster at Columbus Family Dental. If you've been unhappy with your smile, it's time that you come and see us. Our team of doctors are waiting to help.